Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is the Green Zone. Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on v the Sports Betting Network. Hour number two of the Green Zone here presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And we've got some activity all around the league. And we have a score. The first touchdown of the day in Pittsburgh, Steel City, between the Raiders and the Steelers. Let's go back out to James Harris. James, what happened on that latest drive? Oh, uh, well, it looks like we had a couple breakdowns in the defensive backfield, but... It's nothing to panic. Um, Pittsburgh's a good team. Big Ben is going to find some holes. Uh, we got a couple holes right now. And Big Ben is a good quarterback. Pittsburgh's a good team. And, and it's going to be like that, right? That's going to be a, a, a knockout, dragout game. So people don't start panicking yet. We got this. <laughs> James, this down here. Hey, James, we very got this quickly. Down here in, uh, to that point about Big Ben Roethlisberger, what you're seeing, because I know even in victory last week, James, a lot of people are like, Ben's done, right? We, we keep hearing that. What are you seeing from Ben? Is he? Can he? I know. I know he can't turn back the clock. But what are you witnessing? Because the Raiders and Gus Bradley playing better defense these days. What are you seeing out of Ben James? Does he look like potentially he can still be maybe not super Ben, but at least above average Ben? Yeah, he could be above average Ben. Um, he's he, he looks more patient. He looked like he knows exactly where he want to go with the ball. So anytime you got a quarterback that's been around the league that, that long and know where you want to go with the ball, it's kind of going to be pretty tough on the defense. But, hey, we got this. Don't worry, public. We got it. <laughs> All right. We I, got this. I, I'm a John Gruden backer. I did not back him financially today. Great stuff, James. But, again, you see the live odds here at the West. Now three and a half for the Steelers. And to James's point there, 
when quarterbacks like Ben Roethlisberger know where they're going with the football, that's his point, right? Mm -hmm. They already know pre-snap where they're going. That's the difference between younger quarterbacks in this league who are trying to figure it out on the fly and guys who have been there, done that, and they know exactly. Physically, they might not be the same guys they were at one point, but you still have to trust a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, right? Yeah, you absolutely do. And look, the Steelers, we've often mentioned in the preview of the season, they're going to struggle probably to run the ball. Last week, their best carry was that end around to Chase Claypool for 25 yards. By the way, that touchdown, a three-yard run by Juju Smith-Schuster, oh, so a not run. a touchdown pass. So Pittsburgh takes a 7-6 lead, 6-25 left to go, and you mentioned the in-play odds there. And then uh, let me get a quick update on Bring the it. Patriots and the Jets. Right now, 10-3 to Patriots. Currently, minus 7.5 are the Patriots, 39.5 the in-game total at BetMGM. But the story, really, of the game is uh, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. The new boss, Sam Darnold? Zach Wilson with three first-half interceptions. Ooh. So your first game in New York City in the Meadowlands, and you got three picks in the first half. So uh, welcome to New York, young fella. And here's the thing, to that end, and I'm not, not trying to dump on the young kids in the league, right? But, you know, when Sam Darnold leaves and goes to Carolina, we're going to go out to Will Hill, who's been watching this game here closely between the Saints and the Panthers, is sometimes it's not just to change the scenery, but you've grown in the league by mm -hmm. having years under your belt of service time. So, Will, I wonder what you're seeing right now out of the, the Panthers and the Saints. And, again, the same for Jameis Winston. Even a veteran quarterback like Jameis could still learn something like he says he learned backing up Drew Brees a year ago. What are you seeing, Will? This is a butt kicking. I mean, this game should really could easily be 17-0, 21-0 Panthers. They kick a field goal, fourth and goal from the two. They punted like we talked about last time on the other side of the 50. But they've driven the ball every time they've gotten the ball the Panthers had. The Saints, I think, only have two first downs. Winston's getting hit all over the place. A lot of pre-snap penalties. Panthers are just dominating up front, both sides of the ball. Like I said, Panthers are on the move here again. They got the ball around midfield. McCaffrey's about to break off a big run. Uh, so they're about to put up more points here. It's 10-0 Panthers. They're about to score more. It has really been all Panthers. I mean, this is really, uh, you know, if Panthers get a touchdown here, you could easily say the Panthers could be up 28-0. I mean, this oh. is just a total domination on the stat sheet. You look up at the scoreboard and you look at the Saints, and you got to feel good. You're only down 10-0 because they're just – they're getting manhandled here. So uh, a live line on the Panthers might be worth a, a, another bet if you know if you don't have anything in pocket. Nothing you've seen from the Saints here would convince you to bet on them. And just currently dominated. five and a half minus a dollar thirty on Carolina as they are now working their way into Saints territory. They'll have first and ten from the Saints thirty six. A, a great update by Will. And here's the point, Wes. We're always going to because this is what we do, right? We talk about quarterback Sam Darnold, Chris McCaffrey, running back, right? We mm -hmm. don't talk about their defense at all. And the reason why I made a season-long play on Carolina over 7.5 and, and then I took the adjusted line over 8.5 is because that defense. And quiet is kept. I think Matt Rule, what he did drafting his first year in the league and what he did coming back with a corner in the top 10 yeah. in this year's draft, right? I just look at that defense. I go, man, I'm telling you, Carolina's going to be there yeah. all year long. And that's why we played them on the win total, I think, both of us. Yes. Because, look, defensive end in Burns, defensive tackle Derek Brown, Ooh. now J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin is a guy they got in the third round who's second in the rookie of the year voting behind Chase Young. He's playing in a safety for Carolina. So now you kind of see like it's all coming together defensively for this. I just think they're going to be a dangerous team this year. Watch out for the Panthers. Let's go back out right now to Dieter Kurtenbach. He is watching the Niners and the Eagles. Uh, who are the Niners? Will the real Niners please stand up? Dieter, what's going on? This might be the real Niners. They are just <laughs> getting absolutely manhandled, and uh, they finally got some first downs. That That is a positive development. We're taking baby steps here over in the Bay Area. Uh, then they subsequently punted the ball. It was a very nice punt. Went down to the three-yard line. One play later, 
the Eagles are in the red zone. It's very easy to score points, and we'll see if the Eagles can pull it off here when you're able to just run a nine route down the sidelines and get 91 yards on one passing play. That's what Jalen Hurts did to Mr. Rieger out of TCU. Uh, Just beat the corner. And so now the Eagles are in the red zone, threatening to go up. 10 to th- 10 to nothing on the uh, 49ers and what has been a slow and kind of painful game <laughs> in Philadelphia in the second quarter. And what Dieter is talking about now, it is second goal. It looked like the Niners had kind of pushed the Eagles back, but Josh Norman, who was just signed a couple weeks right ago, uh, pretty much, yeah, exactly, right off the street, and they went right at him. The young fellow going to pick on the veteran here a little bit, and why not? It gives him a pass interference, and so now it's going to be second and goal for the Philadelphia Eagles up 3 nothing six minutes ago. We were just talking about the Panthers' defense. Okay, I get it, the Falcons. We look at them week one, and you go, well, the Falcons aren't going to be that good. Okay, we think the Niners offensively, and I know no Mostert, that's going to hurt the running game uh, for the rest of the year for, for San Fran, but this is two weeks in a row now through at least you know a game and almost a half here as they get down to about the five-minute mark in the second quarter in Philly. Nick Sirianni, he's got the defense playing well. So again, mm-hmm. we, always talk, we will always talk about Jalen Hurts and the offense, and, but the defense is here surprisingly good from teams like Philadelphia and Carolina early in the year. Yeah, and that's why you don't want to ever put too much stock in the preseason. This team looked dreadful. Didn't they? In the preseason, it's like, okay, new coach, now a new full-time starter, and it's like, okay, this team is going to be bad, and they were kind of the team in the NFC East that got a little bit discounted uh, so far, discounting them at your peril. I, I discounted them. That was, I did, too. That was not wise of I me to too. do. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at those adjusted odds if they win today. And yeah. see what they are that's, now. Because that's one of those deals where some people say, which means that's what you said and <laughs> what you thought, but you don't really want to admit it. And uh, when, when, when people say, I say, who are they? Who are yeah. those people? They All right, would now, be me. <laughs> we're going to go out to Ian McMillan. He's watching the Browns and the Texans. It's been more entertaining, I think, uh, surprisingly so, for the Houston fans. Certainly the Cleveland fans are going, what in the wild, wild world of sports is going on here? What's going on, Ian? Yeah, well, good news for Browns fans. Baker Mayfield is back in the game, and they're driving. They're on the Houston 12-yard line at the two-minute warning. So uh, Cleveland's getting back in this game. I'm happy Baker Mayfield's back in because it looks like we're getting more points, and you guys know I'm watching the over here. So uh, Browns are, are going to get some kind of points. We'll see if it's a touchdown or a field goal. A great point there, Ian, about the defense of the Browns because, again, we're talking about perception. Mm-hmm. Perception is, you got Miles Garrett. Like, this is going to be a great defense. Well, Kansas City's Kansas City. They're going to torch most people yeah. they play, and they did. But so far, the Texans, up and down the field, you see the adjusted total of 51 mm-hmm. and a half. What's going mm-hmm. on with that Brownie defense? Yeah, and this is one I stayed away from. I kind of thought, okay, you can look at this one of two ways. Cleveland gave away that game against Kansas City. I don't want to say totally gave it away, but they but were the, in the position. The punt on the bad yes. snap or the yes. good snap. They bad. feel like they let one get away. Yes. So it's like, okay, how is it going to react the next game? Are they going to be motivated and like, okay, we're going to beat the hell out of this Houston <laughs> team that we're going to say that they're as bad as everybody thought that they were? Or are they going to kind of cry in their beer a little bit where it's like, man, we let one get away and you're kind of hung over and you're seeing that because even if the Browns score here, Houston likely covering that big first half number. I'll never be hung over when I do the shows with you because they're, they're too long. So I'm getting too old for that. Let's go right now. Uh, back out to Ben Falks. He is live at the South Point watching the Bills and the Fighting Fish. Are they fighting back, Ben? They are, guys. It's deja vu, though, for the Dolphins. Uh, they went down. They had a third third and uh, goal. And then basically just before getting fourth down, it was a turnover. Bills then, Josh Allen throws an interception Ooh. to Xavier Howard. So Dolphins, again, get the ball back in the red zone. 
going down. They go for it on uh, fourth, fourth down, fourth and about two, come up about half yard short. So again, the Bills take over again. Uh, still 14 nothing here. Dolphins playing better. Still Jacoby Brissett have no scenes, no signs of Tua coming back so far. All right, great stuff from Ben over at South Point. And again, I understand that when you're going for it, you're down 14 nothing already to Ben's point, right? That's why the, the fighting fish are going to have to maybe take a little bit more chances. And again, you know, people can debate this all they want about when to go for the points, mm-hmm. when, when to go for it on fourth down, when to kick the field goal. I just think really early in games, points yeah. are kind of a tone setter for the game, and the Colts have left a lot of points on the board. The Dolphins right now are trying to play catch-up. Yeah, and to your point, another team that looked like they might have left points on the board, it was fourth and goal from the three. Remember we were talking with Dieter about the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles likely to score. They go with a little trickeration. Greg Ward Jr., the former option quarterback out of Houston, now playing receiver oh, in the yeah. NFL, tries to hit Jalen Hurts on a throwback, incomplete. So San Francisco gave up that long pass play but gave up no points. So See, 420 left to go. Niners still down 3 nothing. Eagles in game now, minus 2.5. Okay, I got, a, I got a problem with that. Okay. Okay, and I'll just ask you. So Nick Sirianni, I get it. You're going to try some trickery here. And I, I actually, I don't mind the play call. Mm-hmm. But I think I mind the play call when it's fourth and goal. Right? I, I, I got to get those points after a drive like that. Because right. now it's going to be a natural letdown, you would believe, when you kind of had the Niners on the run. We can talk about that. We can debate that. We got much more to get to. We have more scores in Indianapolis and really a stalemate right now in Chicago. We'll update all those games when you come back with us right here on the Green Zone. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Wes Reynolds, Dave Ross here with you on the Green Zone. We've got a lot of action, so we're going to whip around to the game's Right now, where we're seeing some points, let's go back out to Will Hill. He's watching the Saints and the Panthers. And, Will, last we spoke to you, you said this has been complete domination by the Panthers. Is that domination continuing? I think we're at about 300 to 34 in terms of yards gained. It basically looks like Alabama versus Mercer here. I mean, the Saints got a decent kickoff return right now, and they get the ball to start the second half. There's a minute 47 left in the half. Uh, if they don't get a seven on the board soon, the way the Panthers are moving the ball, this one is going to be over. It has been all Panthers. The 17 to nothing score is not even indicative of, of what a blowout it's been. I mean, this game could easily be 24 nothing, 28 nothing. Uh, Panthers left some points on the board, couldn't cash in from the two. They settled for a field goal, punted deep in Saints territory. But it has been all Panthers, both sides of the ball. Hey, very interesting. Again, I, I liked Carolina. I know you did as well, uh, not just for today, but for the season total. But again, it's that defense, right? Mm-hmm. So to Will's point, James Winston, they're doing nothing offensively, the Saints. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking, and again, we'll look at the halftime lines once we get there, but I don't know why you would have faith right now in backing the Saints in the second half, because it feels like the Saints a week ago against the Packers, right? It was just complete domination. And slamming Sam Darnold, 14 of 18, 201 yards and two touchdowns. James Taylor saying, I'm going to Carolina in my mind. Great song. I'm going to Carolina to cash a ticket, maybe, if this keeps up, because this is 17 to nothing. Already, and William Hill pointed out in terms of the yardage mark, 252 to 34 now for the Saints. Fight on. Or for the Panthers, yes. Right? I never know, is it this way or this way? I don't know if it matters. Probably does. Uh, Let's go back out to Nate Jacobson. He's watching the Bears and the Bengals, and we saw an injury to QB1. Uh, Nate, what's going on out there in Chicago? Yeah, so earlier in the second quarter, I mentioned Justin Fields came in, to, to relieve Andy Dalton, it wasn't injury related. Then later that drive, Dalton scrambled for a 14-yard gain, kind of pulled up. It was ended up being a knee injury. Dalton came in the next drive, a three and out, and then Dalton went to the locker room. Bears officially announced him questionable to return. Mm. So Justin Fields is now in at quarterback. However, on the drive at the end of the first half, they stall at midfield. Bears punt. So we're winding down first half, 7 nothing Bears right now. Live line, Bears minus 4.5. Total, only 29.5. Wow. That closed 44.5. So maybe if you believe in Justin Fields, go over. But I would be cautious because the Bears offensive line is having trouble protecting whoever plays quarterback. 
So I want to know if we're going to get instant offense from Fields, who doesn't really look comfortable right now, especially under center. In college, he was hardly under center. He was always in the spread formation and shotgun. So doesn't look quite comfortable right now. And the Bears defense is living up to maybe some of the 2018 uh, play that they had. They didn't look good last week against Matthew Stafford, but they're playing well against Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense, who's also struggling early on at Soldier Field. Nate, very quickly, uh, when you say that he's playing obviously under center, that's not what he did at Ohio State. Uh, and you see that he's a little bit uncomfortable with what you've noticed so far. What what are the play calls that you're seeing from Matt Nagy? The reason why I ask, Nate, is I know there are a lot of people with tickets on Justin Fields for Rookie of the Year, right? And so now that he's going to get extended playing time, we believe. I'm just curious, are they playing it close to the vest, or do you think they're going to eventually open up this offense for him? I mean, I think they ha- should try to open up the offense because the Bengals' defense is one that can be exploited. The one particular play he looked uncomfortable was a quarterback sneak on fourth and one. He didn't get the first down. He just didn't look right in that situation. And that was a drive where Dalton got him into plus territory. They were at around the Bengals 35-yard line, and that drive stalled because Fields couldn't get the one yard needed to get the first down. So it is a little bit more conservative. Maybe at halftime we see some adjustments. Maybe even we see Andy Dalton. He's announced questionable return. But if he can't move and he's already not a very mobile quarterback behind this Bears offensive line, I think they should probably play fields. When it comes to live line, though, I really have nothing in this game just because it isn't the most exciting game. (laughs) This is only like the third, second or third time you've tossed to me. Just one touchdown on Allen Robinson uh, grab on the first series of the game. So we'll have to see. I think you kind of wait and see how this game goes. But when it comes to betting, I just stay away. All right. It's nothing personal, Nate. I mean, we really like Nate. He does a great job. We do show, like Nate. Right. It's just we, we need some more action. But, you know, that that's the interesting thing here about Justin Fields. If you're if you're a backer of Fields, and look, we're seeing Trevor Lawrence put up some good numbers. Zach Wilson looks awful today. That's going to fluctuate. But I just wonder if you feel better knowing he's going to get more opportunity uh, obviously, you got to have him on the field to have any shot to win that bet. Yeah, and currently, by the way, 7-0. That game is at the half. The in-game line is basically Bears minus 4.5. So, Bengals are going to come out minus 2.5 for the second half. And then 29.5, as Nate mentioned, the in-running total. One more game at halftime we do have a lineup for, and that is the Los Angeles Rams oh. minus 2 for the second half. 23, the in-game total, currently 10-6. to Colts have left a lot of points on the board, and I believe the Raiders just did, as we will go to here yeah, momentarily. Yeah, let's go back out to James Harris, watching that game closely, the Raiders and the Steers. I thought the Raiders had got their first touchdown of the day, James, but then I look up, and what happened there? Oh, we had a holding call. Um, young fellow, <laughs> holding, grabbing, you know, just trying to protect his quarterback. Things happen, but that's a bad time uh, in the red zone. We can't do that. That um, that kills the points. But right now, the good thing about it for the public is the under is still in play. Yeah, totally, James. Play. Yeah, right now that under looking really good, uh, especially settling for three. But again, they had to take the six off the board, yeah. as James mentioned. The young fellow that James mentioned, of course, Alex Leatherwood, the rookie ah. tackle out of Alabama. Remember last Monday night yeah. against the Ravens where they got down there. I think it was Edwards, and he we thought it was a touchdown. It was just short at like the one-yard line. And I, I, I take the blame because I mushed it. I was like, okay, don't false start here. And it's <laughs> exactly what he did. The and, interception. and they ended up not scoring. Yeah. So it was Leatherwood with the penalty. And then Colton Miller ineligible downfield. So Raiders had to settle for three here. Nine to seven looks like it's going to be our halftime score. You know, to James's point, though, a little bit there, when he says you're trying to protect your quarterback, okay? And I know that fans don't want to hear this. And certainly if you're an overbetter, you don't want to hear this. 
But sometimes you got to do that to protect your quarterback. You'd rather take the 10, 10 yard penalty and ultimately give up four points mm-hmm. to not getting your quarterback killed. Right. Right. So I, I understand it. I know it's frustrating from a fan's perspective, but you're going to have growing pains, especially with young rookie offensive linemen. And that's what we're seeing with, with, uh, with Alex right there with the Raiders. We'll update that game again, nine to seven right now. But Arash Markazi uh, back there watching the Rams and the Colts. He's out at SoFi today, getting ready for the Chargers and the Cowboys, a game I can't wait for later on this afternoon. But Arash, what do you make of what you've seen so far? Wes and I were just lamenting the fact that if you're an overbacker, well, you're not happy with all the points the Colts have left on the board. You cannot be happy about that. Again, let's 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 a touch on this. Two drives that were within the three-yard line. One-yard line, no points. Three-yard line, no points. I mean, so they left a ton of points on the board. The Rams obviously have to be happy where they're at. Up 10 to 6. Matthew Stafford, 11 for 15, 144 yards, one touchdown, one pick. But again, if you're a Colts fan two drives within the three-yard line, and you come away with zero points. All right, very quickly, you hear Ben MGM, uh, plus six and a half here now, and the adjusted total if you want to take the Colts here and back them. To your point, they're moving the ball well. They're not capitalizing inside the five, twice as you pointed out. Is this like, oh, I don't know how many times they're going to get that many opportunities against a great defense we believe to be a great defense with the Rams? Or do you think, hey, they're moving it. There's no reason to believe they won't move it in the second half. I think they will continue to move it. The Rams have a bend but don't break the defense again. So like they will get some yards. The question is what kind of points will they get? Will they get three points? Will they will the Rams allow them to drive once again within the five yard line and then get a pick or a turnover? Again, they will move the ball on the Rams defense. They are a good defense, but they are a bend but don't break one. To Arash's point, by the way, I know we look at that final score on Sunday night football, Rams thirty four, Bears fourteen. It looks like a blowout, but one of the things the Bears did very well is they ran the ball on the Rams. 26 carries for 134 yards. Colts got to stay committed to that running game, I I think, you know, and, you know, make it easier on Carson Wentz. He already has a turnover down there near the goal line, kind of through that flick pass. Mahomes ass. Only Mo- it's Mahomes ass <laughs> because only, only Mahomes can do that. So, you know, don't do that if don't you're Don't be if you're Pat the Mahomes Colts. if you're not Pat Mahomes. And the Colts haven't run it a ton, but 13 carries for 56 yards, 4.3 yards a carry. By the way, this halftime's a little bit longer because we do have the newest Hall of Famers, Peyton Manning oh. and Edger and James, being honored and putting that ring of honor there Pretty at Lucas cool. Oil Stadium. So we're just about to get started in the second half. Those guys were okay. They they did fine. They, they were fine football players Pretty, in Indianapolis, Dave. Pretty darn good for a long time, those guys were. Uh, Well-deserved. Uh, interesting again, we're going to have some more updates. Again, struggle now a little bit for the Jags, and we'll talk about that when we come back because that we have a lead change there that we'll talk about. And again, other games going to the half and still domination in Carolina. You really do not need to go anywhere. It is the Green Zone right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. And again, we have points left on the board. It seems to be a theme. Points left on the board in Jacksonville. We'll discuss when you come back with us right here on the Green Zone. Visa the Sports Betting Network.
before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. The new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every single game. You'll be able to see where the public rather is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over-unders and against the, the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds with you and West, it's like scatterbrain. We're watching all these different games right now. A lot of games going to the half. I believe six of the nine are already at halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get out right now to Chad Andrews because we've seen a change there uh, in the lead for the Broncos and the Jags. And, Chad, what's happened there for the Broncos to get back in this thing? The offense settled down. Uh, Pat Shermer, the offensive coordinator, I think clearly wasted a couple possessions midway through this first half by trying to take some deep shots, which we all know that's not what Teddy Bridgewater does. I think they just kind of gave away a couple possessions with punts trying to go over the top to Cortland Sutton. But remember, Jerry Judy's not there. So Cortland Sutton trying to stretch the defense, it's not the same when you don't have that other threat of Jerry Judy on the field at the same time. They whiffed on a couple of those. They finally settled down the offense, did what Teddy does best, Dink and dunk underneath, move the chains, go down the field. He finally connected on Tim Patrick for a 12-yard touchdown to take the 10-7 lead. But, guys, then the skies opened up. Rain dominated that second quarter. It has finally subsided a little bit now that they've reached the half, but the rain definitely had an effect on this game. Josh Lambeau for Jacksonville has missed wide right on a 52-yarder, wide left on a 48-yarder, leaving points off the board for Jacksonville. Also, Bradley Chubb. First time playing in a game with Von Miller since 2018 today, and it may have lasted less than a half. Oh. Pressuring Trevor Lawrence, he went down late in the second quarter, was visibly frustrated when he left the field and went into the tent, slammed his helmet into the uh, the side of the stadium when, when he was walking off the field. Mm. So playing on a wet field with that bad ankle, uh, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with Bradley Chubb. But uh, the, reu- the reunion with him and Von Miller rushing the passer was definitely short-lived in that first half. Chad, I was just going to ask you, I'm looking at Lawrence's numbers for Jacksonville and obviously had that touchdown drive. But you look, 10 of 23, 93 yards and a touchdown has not been sacked yet. Is Denver, though, getting to him with pressure, despite what you just mentioned about Bradley Chubb? They're not. Uh, He's making good decisions. He's getting rid of the ball. And honestly, I I think Trevor Lawrence has looked a lot better than those numbers indicate. Mm -hmm. LaVisca Chenault, who, by the way, played his college ball in Colorado, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit nervous playing against the Broncos. I don't know. He's had an awful first half. He's had a couple of drops uh, on one completion. It was kind of a wide receiver screen, but they lost eight yards on it. He's had a really rough time. Uh, I think he could have bailed Lawrence out and kept drives alive a couple different times where balls just went through his hands. I think Trevor Lawrence has looked pretty good. I think he's looked very solid for his second start against the Vic Fangio defense. It's interesting, Chad, because I think a lot of people thought, all right, we got all these other chic picks for rookie of the year. Maybe Trevor Lawrence is everything that we thought he would be. And a, a good update there from Trevor that he looks good in game number two. Just hate to hear that about Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Again, so frustrating to hear about these key injuries to key guys on key teams. And pre-flop, basically, now a halftime line is about to come out at BetMGM. Denver minus three and a half, 42 and a half now the total in game. So we're going to see three, three and a half for Denver. Basically what it was pre-flop. Denver did out yard him and did kind of get going in the second quarter, as Chad Andrus mentioned. So uh, I am on Jacksonville plus six. We'll see if it survives. Let's go back out to Will Hilbin watching the Saints and the Panthers. And I saw a bad pick, I do believe, from Jameis Winston, which is what we thought maybe he was coached out of last week with the five touchdowns and no picks. But, Will, what's going on there? 
Before the bad pick, he actually tried to get rid of the ball, threw it left-handed, almost got intercepted. That would have been a highlight reel for a long time. Uh, not exactly a great Mahomes impression. But it's just been all Panthers. The Panthers, uh, like you said, intercept Winston right before the half. They actually moved the ball into Saints territory with under 20 seconds to go. A false start uh, made the clock expire. They ran out the half. So we go to the half. It's 17-0 Panthers. Panthers have been on the Saints side of the 55 times. They have dominated this game every which way. Like I said, it could really easily be, you know, 24 or nothing, 28 nothing. Saints actually have to feel somewhat good about the scoreboard considering they're not down more. But, man, it's just been all Panthers, you know, both sides of the ball up front, just complete domination by the Panthers. And like I said, this has basically been Alabama versus Mercer. If you just took off the uniforms <laughs> and just watched the game, it's been an absolute uh, bloodbath. Saints will get the ball to start the second half. I see a uh, plus four, plus four and a half. For the Panthers, actually, in the second half, obviously, because the Panthers lead. So uh, the bookmakers are expecting a comeback or a regression a little bit. Uh, maybe the Panthers play a little soft on defense. But I, I think you got to look Panthers here. They've just been absolutely dominant both sides of the ball. Yeah, I'm with Will on that. I, you know, I look at it, you see the BetMGM, the, the live update, oh, they're 10 and a half, mm -hmm. and I'm going, uh, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I don't expect them to hold the Saints down all four quarters, but you got to expect Carolina with all the opportunities, to Will's point, living on the same side of the field, they're going to get some more too. Well, and one of the things about Carolina that they do have is they're one of the few teams in the NFL that have that workhorse running back that can eat clock when you have a lead. No McCaffrey, doubt. by the way, already 15 carries for 50 yards, also caught two passes for 41 yards. So, look, well on his way about halfway to his production from last week from a yard standpoint. So expect a lot of CMC in the second half. Look, and I get it. It's a quarterback award when we talk about MVP. But if the Panthers keep doing what he's they're as doing, valuable as anybody, no doubt about it. he should have won the Heisman at Stanford. That didn't happen. Just saying, if they continue on this path, it might be a wise investment for a long shot there because it is a quarterback driven award. Let's go back to Dieter Kurtenbach. He's been watching the Niners and the Eagles. We had a score change there just before the half. Dieter, it looked like the Niners getting thoroughly outplayed in the first half, but yet it is not reflective on the scoreboard. Yeah, they got smoked for 29 minutes and they lead at halftime 7-3 to because <laughs> football makes all the sense in the world, right? That's how it goes. In fact, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, now has a very nice stat line, probably helping out some guys in fantasy. He made one nice throw on an entire drive on the 11th play. Uh, he, he made a 20-yard throw to Debo Samuel, and then Debo Samuel took it another 20 yards from the left hash to the right sideline, got out of bounds at the 11-yard line, and that set up a, a touchdown pass to Juwan Jennings. So... The Eagles just uh, not taking advantage of their opportunities, had a field goal blocked, had a, uh, a fourth down conversion fail deep in San Francisco territory. And San Francisco kind of meanders down the field, final drive, not taking timeouts. You don't know what the heck they're doing. Make one big explosive play, and they're up 7-3 to three at halftime. This has been a weird game. Neither team can run the ball. Uh, the trench, the defensive lines are winning both sides of the battle and the quarterback play has been sporadic at best. And I probably whoever starts actually running the ball with some aplomb is, is going to end up winning this game. But right now, man, toss it up. Hey, it's interesting, Dieter, because again, that's where the, the fantasy doesn't match the reality. Yes. So you'll get the numbers of Jimmy G. You go, oh, not too bad. And then Dieter, who's watching the game goes, but he's made one good throw mm -hmm. in the entire half. And yet they have the lead. And uh, 23 and a half, the second half total it was. Actually, it's 24 now. 
Seven to three Niners, by the way, did cover with 12 seconds left to Amazing. go for the first half. Eagles minus one for the second half here at BetMGM, total 24. Boy, you know, we mentioned it, kind of the theme so far today through a half of football in week number two has been points left off the board, right? And also quarterback injuries. Let's go back out to Ian McMillan watching the Browns and Texans. And Ian, uh, can you update us there? Because it looks like we have a change of quarterback. Yeah, a bit of a surprise here. Tyrod Taylor did not come out of the locker room for the second half. Davis Mills is in a quarterback. Still a little bit of a mystery with what happened to Tyrod Taylor. I went back and looked at his touchdown run there in the second quarter. Yes. And it did kind of look like he pulled up a little bit on that run. So I think it's possible he, he might have pulled something. But Davis Mills in a quarterback. Uh, we'll see what he can do. Ian, I think you nailed it because I saw the same thing you did, and that is on that touchdown run by Tyrod, mm-hmm. he did pull up at about the one-yard line and kind of took a knee. You could see his teammates he didn't want to exuberantly celebrate that touchdown. So I think, again, we're not doctors here on the green zone, but it does look like that's exactly why Mills is in and, and Tyrod is And out. just now breaking, by the way, he is out for the remainder of the game with a hamstring injury. So Davis Mills, this is now four quarterbacks that started the game that have had to leave the game either permanently or temporarily like we saw with Andy Dalton. But it will be the Stanford rookie Davis Mills uh, under center for Houston and, for the second half. Boy, I, you know, I just I feel for a guy like Tyrod Taylor. Right, because no matter where he goes, he's always good enough to be a starter, at least a, a quality backup. And every time he gets something rolling, this this type of thing happens. So I really do feel for Tyrod Taylor. Let's hope, obviously, out for the remainder of this game. 14-all right now. Boy, they were playing very well with the Brownies here. I don't know that they're going to be able to sustain this. We'll find out. Uh, right now, Jacob, our producer, where are we going to go? We're going to go to James Harris right now, Raiders and Steelers. Uh, James, what are you seeing here? Because... Again, points left off the board here has kind of been a theme here. Uh, The Raiders left some off here, but they're getting ready to start play here, and they are in the third quarter. What are you seeing so far? Well, right now, T.J. Watts out. Uh, We should be able to get some some little more more time with with our quarterback getting the ball downfield and get some points on the board. But as I'm looking at it right now, we just saw a nice catch right here at the 50-yard line. we should be able to get, push the ball down the field. Uh, we can protect him with uh, T.J. Watt standing on the side like, oh, Jesus, we can't protect him when he's on the field. James <laughs> <laughs> Harris, great update. And speaking of that, in terms of Raiders protection, Alex Leatherwood with an oblique injury now ruled oh, out for the rest geez. of the game. So Steelers lose one and Watt, and now the Raiders are going to lose Leatherwood for the rest of the game. Mike, it's a rash of injuries yes. so far here in Week 2 to key players as we mentioned in key spots and certainly uh, key positions, not good news there on the injury front. But we do have score changes coming up, and uh, we'll give you live updated lines when you come back with us right here in the Green Zone on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, there's a bunch of these kind of middling win totals, like none of them that are super high. We see a bunch of like eight, eight and a half, seven, seven and a half, stuff like that. Is there any team kind of jumbled in there of the Washington, USC, Arizona State, Utah, all of these, even like we'll throw UCLA in there. Is there any one of these teams you feel is being vastly overrated or underrated one way or the other? My number one pick of all of college football over-unders is Stanford with the over on the four, and I don't know why everyone is freaked out about Stanford with this all-pack, all-power-five uh, schedule. The team that won four games last year, they're actually better this year. 
Uh, I think they're going to beat Kansas State in week one. They do have some nasty games on the slate. They're going to beat Vanderbilt on the road. They can certainly beat UCLA. They can certainly take care of a Washington or Utah at home. All you're talking about is getting to five games and Cal at home. There's a lot of nasty games on the slate. You still get Washington State. You still get Oregon State. They're on the road, but they can at least split those. This is a seven-ish win team, not a four-win team. And it's certainly not going to go under on the four. Yeah, what is it? Vandy, Kansas State, and Notre Dame. Those are the... Uh... The uh, other big Notre Dame comes through yeah, uh, Palo Alto too. Power Five conferences, so not a there's not a single non-Power Five uh, team on Stanford's schedule. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise. The fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to showtime with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any team, and if that team simply scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. 
Just use the bonus code VEASAN200. And when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer, enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if any team scores a touchdown. New customer offer, paid in free bets, Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion offer not available in Nevada. Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds here with you, watching all the games as they unfold. I believe we had the final game going to the half, most games in the third quarter. Very quickly, the Bengals on the board, I do believe, in Chicago. Let's go back out to Nate Jacobson for the latest. Hey, Jake. Uh, Hey, Nate. Yeah, Dave, Bengals on the board, 53-yard field goal by Evan McPherson, Bengals plays kicker. And Dave, were you in Zach Taylor's error because they attempted a 53-yard field goal on a fourth and four? I thought maybe <laughs> Taylor would roll the dice down seven and go for it. But Nate. I think you uh, maybe influenced his decision, and he uh, took the, the took the three points, and they made that field goal despite on the uh, natural grass at Soldier Field. That's what I'm talking about, Nate. Sometimes kicking field goals is not the end of the world, people. Get on the board. I normally like it for first points. So to Nate's point there, when you're being shut out, right? Instead of rolling the dice, fourth and four, I get it's the third quarter. Take the take the three. Mm-hmm. And right now they're in a muddied affair there. And Nate mentioned it. We got a new quarterback there and Justin Fields taking over for Andy Dalton. It's probably going to keep being a low scoring affair. Points are going to be at a premium. Yeah. So abs- that's why absolutely. you try to take those shots and see if you get that one touchdown, maybe take the lead. We'll keep uh Nate will keep us posted of the changes there, but we've been watching the Jets and Pats, and mm-hmm. what's going on with Zach Wilson? Zach, Zach, he's a T.O. maniac, not a Lego maniac, but a turnover maniac. Four interceptions a day oh for Zach Wilson. Five of 11 for 64 yards, four interceptions. By the way, Damian Harris, they capitalized the New England Patriots off that turnover. Damian Harris, 26-yard touchdown run. The Nick Folk extra point is no good, but oh. now the New England Patriots, 19-3 to over the Jets. Patriots minus 14 and a half in game at bed MGM 38 and a half your total. Like I said, never kick. Just kidding. Nick Folk, <laughs> you got to make it. Uh, let's go back out to him and go and watch the Browns and the Texans. And I believe we have a new leader in this game. Last we saw it was tied Ian, what's going on there. Yes. The Browns just uh, scored a go ahead touchdown here. Um, uh, they're up 2014 now, extra point pending. I mean, I was rooting for points. You guys know I'm on the over here. I got a little worried with Tyrod Taylor out of the game, uh, but that was Felton with a 33-yard touchdown reception. Brown, Browns have the lead, uh, extra point pending here. All right, and 21-14 there. I, you, boy, you look at that in-game line now, right, at nine, nine and a half here for the Brownies. Without Tyrod Taylor, I, I just don't know how you can make a case for Davis Mills, the rookie, taking over for Houston. Look, they were very competitive, obviously, uh, tied up at the half here. But mm-hmm. second half, West, don't you have to believe the better team here going up against a backup quarterback at home? Nine and a half might be the way to go. And that second half line did go down to about four and a half at BetMGM. So there was some support for the Texans. I don't think they knew of that injury. No. And now you have 21 to 14 Cleveland over Houston. Uh, eight minutes left to go in the third quarter. Brownies minus nine and a half. 54 and a half on the total. And then one real quick update I want to give uh, Rams up 17 to six here, mid third quarter. Yeah. And well, so far the Carson Wentz experiment, not going so well. I'm not liking the Carson Wentz experience as a native of the circle city of India. Now it's a, it's a wild ride. And right now it's not a fun ride. <laughs> uh, let's go back out to Chad Andrews. He's watching the Broncos and the Jags. Uh, feels like the Broncos taking over a little bit. Chad, what are you seeing here? 
Yeah, it didn't take long here in the second half. Four plays, 75 yards, just two minutes and 25 seconds. We talked about how in the first half the Broncos were a little bit out of sorts trying to go over the top on a couple of possessions that I thought they kind of wasted. Well, it turns out I was wrong because uh, they did it right away here in the second half. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater to Cortland Sutton, a 52-yard gain on a second down play right off the bat. It sets up a 15-yard touchdown pass. Bridgewater's second of the day. This one goes to Noah Fant as he breaks a tackle and gets in into the end zone. So the Broncos, big quick strike on the first drive of the second half. It looks like the rain has also stopped now as Denver has jumped out to the 17-7 lead in this one. Uh, Very quickly, Chad, because I know people are going to say, if this lead holds, they're going to say, Giants, Jags, come on. You're not beating anybody, right, Chad? Let me ask you about Vic Fangio, because I felt like coming in, he might be on the hot seat this year. Is this the style he wants to play? Is Teddy Two Gloves the right quarterback because it feels like it's matching what the head coach wants to do. It's absolutely a match. I think it was more so evident in the win over the Giants last week than it has been so far today. And remember, they had Jerry Judy in that game, and they don't have him now for the coming weeks. But, you know, Teddy Bridgewater threw the ball to eight different receivers in the first half. He's mixing it up. He's moving the chains. He's controlling the time of possession, giving his defense a chance to not be on the field the whole game. And as we expected, right, this Broncos team, if Teddy Bridgewater continues to play like this, is going to be close in a lot of games. A lot of games are going to be right up against the number. A lot of games are going to be right up against the total. But being able to start on the road going east, right, to Mm. New York and then back to Denver, then back to Jacksonville, if they can come out with a win here today, historically, that has been a schedule loss, right, like an NBA team. When Denver has had to go east, come home, and then go east again, that game is a loss no matter who they're playing. So to have a 10-point lead here now in the second half, if they can come away with a 2-0 start when Vic Fangio was 0 for September his first three years to come home and play the Jets, who are clearly struggling today with Zach Wilson uh, against Belichick in Game 3, it's Obviously, exactly what Fangio was looking for. Yeah, and Denver right now, to Chad's point now, minus 9.5 at BetMGM, 44.5 on the current total. And Teddy B, 242 passing yards already. Come on. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, now is the time, young man, to respond. (laughs) Chad mentioned, look, he's looked better than his numbers have indicated. So now would be the time, though, for Jacksonville. 17-0 run right now for the Broncos. And what I love, and and, uh, great stuff from Chad uh, covering this team and, and covering this game, you know, we talk about Matty Stafford, right, and he's the right fit for Boy Genius in L.A. Sometimes with a defensive-minded head coach like Vic Fangio, you get a guy like Teddy Bridgewater who just doesn't turn the football over. Mm-hmm. It's the right match, but in a different way. So you, that's why I, I kind of look at head coaches that match the quarterback, and so far it, it, it gives you success. We're seeing it in Denver. You're seeing it in L.A. So that's just something to keep an eye on. One halftime line I do want to get because Buffalo-Miami still at halftime. They were the last game to go. That game has taken forever with all the timeouts and all the turnovers, five between them in that first half. Miami getting a little support for the second oh. half. Now Buffalo minus 2.5, minus $1.15 at BetMGM, 21 the current total. I think we're going to go back out to Dieter Kirkenbach now. Watching. Oh, we're going to go back out to Nate Jacobson, rather, watching the Bengals and the Bears. And again... Nate, what are you seeing from Justin Fields? I know the fans couldn't wait to see him. How has he looked to your eye? Well, yeah, Fields is in. Andy Dalton's still questionable to return to the game. So it's Justin Fields' offense right now. He looks very shaky, but I don't think it's really him. It's really the offensive line for the Bears not being able to protect him. And on the last play just now, third down, Fields got strip-sacked. The defender on the Bengals was running towards the ball to pick it up. Fields basically just diving on his knees, tipped the ball, 
So to prevent the scoop, then possibly a score because there was no one there. And Fields recovered the fumbly, fumble miraculously to prevent six points for the Bengals. So even when Justin Fields is fumbling, he's still a dynamic player, I guess. <laughs> kind of that, that player that we uh, the Bears drafted first overall, traded up to get. So really, you're not going to see in the box score, but a touchdown saving play by Justin Fields recovering his own fumble after he had no time to throw. So Fields without great play. Bears punt. Right now we're looking at a live line. Bengals plus three and a half, minus 130. Live total, as it just, as it just went away, is minus, or sorry, 26 and a half oh. live total right now as the Bengals right now have the ball in their own territory. All right, great stuff, Nate. And again, man, if I'm looking at that, uh, the Bengals just turned it over. It, it does look like here. And I was just going to say, I kind of like the Bengals plus three and a half. Now I don't know if I like it as much. And this is why you got to get it. Uh, mm-hmm. Because again, live betting in game, you got to be a Johnny on the spot here. But again, that turnover, it just feels like if they're struggling offensively to Nate's point w- w- with the rookie in there now, yeah. you got to think this is still a live play at three and a half, despite that turnover we just saw. Yeah, you would think so. And I'm on the bears in terms of the contest and on the money line here right now, seven to three. This has been you know, a very ugly game here in Soldier Field. So, uh, but somebody's got to win it, or maybe they don't have to. Maybe they don't. Well, we'll see what's going on there. And again, I, I would love to get to Arash uh, after we take a timeout here shortly because it looks like they just had a bad penalty in the Rams and Colts game where one of the Rams defenders literally, I think, pushed an official. Yes. And that's going to lead to yeah, a first and Aaron Donald for- is uh, giving him the what for and trying to calm him down. Uh, by the way, Colts with another goal-to-go situation. That has not gone swimmingly for the Colts, though, today. And it's just amazing because, again, if I'm Sean McVay and I see one of my players do that with an official and give the Colts a new set of downs inside the five, what are you doing, young man? Yeah, Again, and it the, looked like it was a fumbled snap in the first place. Unbelievable. Updates galore. Don't go anywhere. Again, uh, it's getting a lot of drama around the National Football League. Come on back with us. It is the Green Zone on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN.